Welcome to Christian Life Church Online. As many of you know, and maybe all of you already know, we are going back to online on Wednesdays just as a precautionary measure because COVID-19 is on the rise and we certainly want to protect our people here at Christian Life as well as others around us. So welcome this evening back to online service. We'll be doing this on Wednesday nights for at least a couple of weeks till we see where we are in our state and our parish and our surroundings. Let me remind you that there are three ways to give to Christian Life Church because we are not here tonight to take an offering, receive an offering from you. Uh, you can go to our website at clcmonroe.org and there is a place there to give. You can give by text. All you have to do is text the word give to 318-301-3601 or you can mail your contribution to 6680 Frontage Road, Monroe, Louisiana, 71202. Thank you for being with us this evening. I do want to take you to the word of the Lord for just a few short minutes here and talk to you about some things that I feel are very relevant to the times that we live in. And I, I appreciate you tuning in, and I hope that this will be a blessing to you in the next little while. What a tremendous time we had here Sunday, and God truly blessed us. And again, we will gather this Sunday and worship, but we ask you to please go by the guidelines that we have set forth uh, as social distancing, their hand sanitizers at the front of the church, please do not sit within six feet of anybody. Sit with your family. No handshaking, no fist bumping. We're just trying to be very, very careful so that we can get through this uh, crisis and this time of sickness and nobody else in our congregation catches COVID-19. So thank you for cooperating. I, I know that you received a letter from me. By the way, if you do not receive church text, I'll say that right now. You can text CLC Monroe to 41411. That is CLC Monroe to 41411. And that will put you uh, in touch with us by text. We send out text often. Let me take you to the word of the Lord. I'm going to talk about one word uh, this evening that is very important in our lives, and especially now. It is the word endurance. I hope this rings a bell with you. Very little is heard on the subject of endurance because it sounds sometimes like a lack of faith or a lack of victory or a lack of success. However, endurance is not a lack of any of these things but is an indication of the grace, courage, strength, and faith on the part of a person under stress. A very common misconception of Christian people is if we don't, if we possess enough faith, we will automatically find a supernatural escape from every problem, sickness, or trial. And that just is a misconception. That is absolutely not true. But God's Word teaches us that some things must be endured, and we forget that walking with God, the Scripture called it, is a vocation and not a vacation, vocation. That uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. And that word means 
specialized training or intense training. In the Greek, it's called the high calling, heavenly calling, holy calling to a particular task. Let me read to you today from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13. And uh, I hope that you'll mark this in your Bible because it's a very important scripture. The Bible said, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. And so after he had patiently endured, notice that word, talking about Abraham, he obtained the promise. The, the Greek word here that we want to talk about, it, it, it's, it means to bear up courageously under stress. After courageously bearing up under stress and after much suffering, Abraham obtained the promise. So hear me when I tell you today that enduring is a very, very important, important part of our Christian walk with God. Matthew 10, Jesus was talking in verse 22. He said, you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But watch what he says. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. In Mark 13, Jesus again was recorded as saying, you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that, in, he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And the connotation of that means this. Things won't always be easy. There's some times that you have to patiently endure. There must be a spirit of endurance in every child of God. Romans chapter 12, Paul said in writing to the Romans, he said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, patient in tribulation. So things won't always be easy for the church. And just because you're in the church doesn't mean that Everything is going to be okay. If you go down to uh, the scripture that I read in the beginning in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 15, the Bible said, so after he patiently endured, talking about Abraham, he obtained the promise. I encourage you today to understand that endurance is a part of your walk with God. You got to get up every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday, and make sure that you are ready to endure whatever comes your way. What does it mean to endure? Well, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, in, in Daniel 3, verses 16 through 27. The Bible talked about them enduring that fire. Let me tell you, it was upon, the, upon whose body, the scripture said in verse 27, the, the, the fire had no power. Now, they, they weren't around the fire. They were in the fire. They didn't go around the trial. They endured the trial. This was a great testimony to the heathen king and many others. If you read on in verse 28 through 30 of that same chapter. So what I'm telling you is this. Those, those three 
Hebrew children said, you know what? We can endure this. We can go through this. Sometimes we want God to take us around our problem. We want God to take us over our problem or under our problem or some way get around it. But let me tell you what God will do. His promise is that he will take you through your problem. He will take you through the fire. God delivered them, watch this, in the fire and not from the fire. God didn't deliver them from the fire. He delivered them in the fire. Isn't it great to know that in the time of a pandemic and what I preached about here Sunday in a chaotic world when everything seems turned upside down, that if we can endure that we shall see victory on the other side because of our endurance. Study 1 Corinthians 10 uh, and 13. The word bear in that scripture is, is properly translated endure. Let me read it to you. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that Ye are able, but with, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Now, we hear people say all the time that God said he wouldn't put anything on you you couldn't bear. Well, that's not really what the Scripture said. The Scripture said, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God who is faithful, he won't suffer you to be tempted above what you're able to endure, endure. So I'm I'm telling you the the only strong, well-grounded, deep-rooted will endure as in in Mark chapter 4 and as in the book of Matthew. Those people that endure are going to have victory in their lives. I stand today to tell you that many times in my life, I wish God would have took me around the trial or around the temptation, but he didn't. He took me through it. And when I came through it, I was a better child of God because I realized the the value of staying with God and holding on to God and standing in the word of God through any situation. Amen. There, there's a scripture that uh, is found in Mark chapter 4 talking about the, the parable of the sower. And, and you know there was four kinds of, of seed sown or four kinds of soil where seed was sown. But in the 16th and 17th verse, uh, Jesus said this, and these things are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word immediately received it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. He said there's some folks that the seed is like stony ground where the, the sower sowed that seed, seed and it did not take root. It did not get down strong enough to endure the, the persecution and the affliction. So it is with some people in the church and around the church. Some people have not learned to endure. With every little trial, they throw their hands up. Oh, well, I'll just quit. Let me tell you something. You need to get you a bulldog grip on this. You need to understand this. When everything else is going wrong and everything else fails, the church, the word of God, God himself, 
will not fail. There's some things that we are going to be called upon in life to endure. And when you endure them, you're going to be a better child of God. Let me speak about three or four things real quick, maybe five, that that have to be endured in this life. One of them is persecution. The church at Thessalonica was undergoing a time of persecution when Paul wrote his second epistle. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 4, here's what he said. Pardon me. So that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. He's saying to them, there's some persecutions and tribulations that you've endured. Thank God for that. Paul mentions some of his persecutions to remind us, he reminds us that they who live godly in Christ will suffer those persecutions. In 2 Timothy, in writing, he said this in chapter 3, verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconian and Lystra, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. There's a time in your life when you're going to suffer persecution according to the word of God. But I encourage you today, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because you can endure that persecution that will come into your life. Another thing that we endure is affliction, affliction. This generally means that we face distress or tight places or hardships or sufferings. Paul encouraged Timothy in in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5 to endure afflictions. He said this, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, Make full proof of thy ministry. Church received the word of much affliction in in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 6. The Bible said, and became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Job's trouble, Job's trouble, even the Old Testament Joel's trouble, his sicknesses, his circumstances were often called afflictions. He had to endure for some of the time before he came into victory. Job 10, 15 said, if I be wicked, woe unto me. And if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Therefore, he asked the Lord, see mine affliction. In the 16th verse of chapter 30, he said, Now my soul is poured out upon me. The days of my, or the days of affliction have taken hold upon me. James even talked about afflictions in the New Testament. In the fifth chapter, he said, Take my brethren, the people. The prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. So what I'm here to tell you today is that everybody's going through persecution. Everybody is going through affliction in your life. Infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, distresses, 
along with the thorn in the flesh seemed to be Paul's plight in life, but he patiently endured by the grace of God is what the scripture teaches us. So our afflictions are many. Our afflictions. Psalms 34, 19 said, our afflictions are many. There's sicknesses. There's pandemics. There's chaos. There's trouble. There's problems. We can't stick our head in the sand like an ostrich and act like we're not living in a real world because there's afflictions on every side. They come to your home. They come to your life. They come to your family. They come to your, to your friends. Afflictions. Afflictions are many, but they are working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory according to what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8. So what I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you on this evening is you're going to have to endure persecution. You're going to have to endure afflictions. Here's another thing. The Bible said you're going to have to endure hardness. That means undergoing hardship that is brought upon us because we are a Christian. Paul admonished Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. John Mark, a helper of Paul, wasn't able to make the trip because he could not endure the hardness of the ministry. And in Acts chapter 12, the Bible tells us about him returning home. He left, he left because he couldn't take it. He couldn't endure. Let me tell you about hardness. If you're going to endure hardness as a good soldier, I've never been in the, in the military. I don't know, but I've talked to a lot of people that have. And I want to tell you, when you're in a foxhole or when you're under fire and when you're going through the, the trauma of war, it's not an easy thing. It's a hard thing. Well, let's, let's take that and put it in a spiritual perspective this morning because this evening. Because let me tell you, when you're in, in war with, with the enemy, when you're in spiritual warfare, there's going to come some hardness to your life. And you have to be willing to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Then there is the endurance of grief. The Greek word there is spelled L-U-P-E. It means sorrow, heartache, heaviness, sadness from false accusations, criticism, rejection by others. Remember, remember that Isaiah 53 said that Jesus was a man of sorrows and he was acquainted with grief. So I'm telling you that grief is a part of our life. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 19 said, For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well, and suffer for it. You take it patiently. That is acceptable with God. If a man, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, if you can just hold on through your grief, if you can understand how great God is through your grief, the Bible, the Bible very plainly teaches us, but if we suffer for righteousness sake, happy are ye. And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, for it is better if the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Grief is coming, but you suffer it, you take it, you go through it, and you endure it 
and you come out better on the other side. I'm talking about endurance today. What are the things? you got to endure chastening. Chastening has to do with instruction, training, discipline. The Bible said that God chastens those whom he loves. Sometimes we, we have to take a chastening from God, but it's because he wants to make us better. He doesn't want to hurt us, but he wants to help us. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty two 32 said, but when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Let me tell you this morning, or without chastening, we lose our sonship and become as illegitimate children in his sight because he chastens those whom he loves. If you're being chastened by God, then that means you're his son, you're his daughter, you're his child. Chastisement is never for the destruction of us, but it's for our good. When you, when you chastise your children, you chastise them to teach them and to help them to be a better child and a better person. So it is in the chastisement of Christians. We endure it. God has to chastise us, and we have to endure that. Let me talk about the very last thing of, of endurance, and that is temptation. This falls into two categories when you talk about temptation. Number one, it's a temptation can be an enticement to evil. Number two, it can be a test or a trial. James said that the person who endures temptation is blessed. You'll find that in the first chapter of James. God never entices us with evil. Hear me right now. God never, never entices us with evil. Temptation is not a sin. Succumbing and giving in to it is a sin. So God doesn't try to seduce you and tempt you with, with evil. If, if there's temptation that comes from God, it's a trial. It's a test. But the devil will tempt you to do evil things. Endure, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 said, endure temptation if you are not delivered from it and victory will be yours. So you just stay with it. You just hang in there. You, there's no temptation that's taken you that hadn't already taken somebody else. So you just endure it. James said, take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and you have seen the end of the Lord that the Lord is very pitiful and tender of mercy. Let me tell you right now, when you endure the temptation or the test or the trial of God, and when you endure the temptation that the devil puts upon you with evil things, you are coming out a victorious child of God. Let me close quickly with saying this. Three demands, three demands are laid upon us if we are, a, or if we are going to be the disciple of God. If we're going to be true Christians in the 21st century, there's three things that we have to do. And the scripture lays them out for us. You can find them in Luke 9, 23. First of all, you have to deny yourself. You have to put your flesh under subjection. You have to deny yourself. The second thing is you've got to take up a cross and you've got to follow Jesus Christ. This is not a game. This is cross-bearing. He said you've got to take up a cross and follow him daily. And the third thing, of course, is you must follow 
Jesus. If you do that, you're going to have to have endurance. By the cross, we are crucified unto the world, and the world is crucified unto us, is what Paul taught. These things, these things are important because they teach us endurance. Get your cross. Start following him. Take up your cross every day. Deny your flesh. Mortify. Scripture says mortify the deeds of your body. You got to get all of that out of the way and get your eyes upon him. If I could encourage you on this, on this evening and, and this simple Bible study, it would be this. Get you a death grip on heaven. Paul said, I have set my affections on things above. I have set my affections. I'm enduring. I'm hanging on. I'm pressing on. Whatever comes my way, persecution or affliction or hardness or temptation, whatever it may be, chastisement, I am going to endure the things that I know that I must endure because the promise of Jesus was those that endure to the end shall be saved, those that endure to the end. It was Ezekiel that picked up the pen and said, can thine heart endure or can thine hands be strong in the days that I will deal with thee? Ladies and gentlemen, on this Wednesday evening, let me encourage you because a lot of folks are wondering what's next and how we're going to make it through. I want to tell you, we're going to make it through. We're going to endure because in the end, we, we win, and God is in charge. Besides that, if you love God, let me tell you what the Scripture said about the love of God in 1 Corinthians 13. It said, love, one of the things that it does, endureth all things. That's why some of you are still married through all the trial. That's why you're still in love with your, your wife or your husband through all the years because you've endured the hardships and endured. If you love God, you can't throw your hands up and quit. You have to get a death grip of the horns of the altar and say, I am going to stay with God. I'm going to stay with God. I, 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 preached, I preached several times in years gone by about the ark that Noah built. And I heard, I heard a man say this many, many years ago. He said, I'd rather be in the stink of the ark than in the storm. I'd rather be in the stink of the boat with all the animals and the doors closed and the window closed. I'd rather be there than I had be in the storm. I want to tell you there are no perfect people. Christian life is not a perfect church. We are striving to be like Jesus. But I want to tell you this. I'd rather be right here in God's kingdom and in God's house than I had be in the, st in the storm that is raging on the outside. I plan to endure. I hope you do. I hope you'll understand where I'm coming from on this Wednesday Bible study. Endurance is important in your life. And if you will endure, you shall receive a crown of righteousness. Blessed are they that endure for my name's sake, for they're going to see God, and they're going to receive salvation forever. May God bless you today. Keep one word in your mind as you go about your weak endurance. Come to church Sunday. Obey all the guidelines. Let's have a great time in the house of God. May God bless you. I love you. Sunday morning.
I hope you're in the house of the Lord.